I'm interested that we didn't stick with this sort of theme that we started with, which was like a criminal deal. I was like a little excited to see some crimes happen. Criminal theme. <laughs> I think the literary theme is criminal. Um, uh, <laughs> what are the themes and the motifs? Well, it's criminals and crime. <laughs> crime doing and having and not stopping. Yeah. Welcome to The Good, The Bad, and The Batch. I'm Julia. And I'm Becca. We're best friends and lifelong Star Wars fans, and this is a Star Wars The Bad Batch fan cast. This time we're reviewing episode six, which is called Tribe. And what an episode it was. Tribe, indeed. <laughs> yeah. I love that. At the end of the last episode, we're like, I wonder what it's going to be. And like in hindsight, I don't know why I personally did not guess that it was going to be an episode like this. On well, mostly for one reason, which is I completely forgot that Gunji was going to be in this season of this show. Well, like so many other things in life, we opened our mouths and then immediately, <laughs> the next thing that happened was we were, um, they were like, no, anyway, because last episode we were talking about how we were really enjoying the they they aren't bringing any like Jedi stuff into this. Yeah, which like to be fair, they're still really not like this whole episode, though it includes a Jedi character, is not about like. The, the grandiose force. nature of the force and like it, like we're still focusing on the little guys we're still focusing on the like you know specific people's stories yeah, it's for not, sure uh i just think but it's i thought really that was funny. really funny coming off the heels of last episode yeah we're, we're just like fuck jedi <laughs> specifically we talked about like how the show I, specifically was like oh jedi and everyone's like no <laughs> i literally used that bit as the cold open for oh, last did you? episode yeah oh okay yeah we're really wrong then it's fine <laughs> and by wrong i mean we just are so neurodivergent that we forget things immediately sometimes so like i forgot gunji was in this show a hundred percent let me be real didn't with even you think about it i forget gunji frequently well to be those fair, aren't episodes of clone wars that i watch frequently i feel like i do watch those like some somewhat frequently well, well they don't have only one in them so. <laughs> and that's fair for you i don't know why i like them i'm like crystals adventure no, i don't know they were really interesting episodes i think um i just don't watch them very often so i forget i forgot about them and that's fair to be it, it's like four episodes i think ahsoka is in them yeah it's ahsoka and then these like five younglings um mm. they i mean i think i like them because it tells you about like how people make their lightsabers and stuff and nope. i'm into that like good 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 lore shit i don't feel like we have that much lore about just like how people do things or like did things in the jedi sphere of, of thing i don't know you're just like i don't know you're a padawan and it's like yeah how do you get your lightsaber if you break it what happens like do you have to go back to that game <laughs> yeah it's like also like how ahsoka i think until like season like two or whatever when she gets a redesign she only, she only has one, one and then she has a second one is like do you have to like request a second do you lightsaber? have to fill out like a form is it like do you have to get permission from the dean like yeah, do you have to get uh, permission from Mace Windu to like get a second lightsaber? Like if you like fuck in it college, up? I w I wanted to, I I had to ask for permission to like have a class sub in for like the credits, the required credits yeah, of like yeah, another yeah. one. And I'm like, I'm just, well, it's just not relevant to me. And they're like, okay. <laughs> um, so do I you got have to, to do take... that. Do you have to go to the Jedi Registrar and be like, hey, and I lost to... my lightsaber. <laughs> I lost my lightsaber, but all, like that makes more sense because it's like, well, fine, you kind of have to have one. Like, but if you, if you're just a Jedi with one lightsaber. Who do you go to? Just like, can we have one? Do they have one? like um um like a quartermaster? She just went to like a lost and found. <laughs> she took it. And she's like, they're like, this one's been here for four years. I don't think they're coming back for it. They're Canadian specifically. <laughs> the, we're from the person. We're from Wisconsin, yeah. I guess. Um. Also, sorry, I was looking it yeah. up for reference. We've seen Gunji before. The episodes yes. we're referencing are in season five. It starts episode six called "The Gathering," which is when Ahsoka yeah. takes a bunch of these younglings to Ilum to get their lightsaber crystals. Um. I love that they send her she's not a like a night why would yet. you send a 15 year old that's to like when the ta like a bunch teaches kindergartners yeah that's like when the ta teaches a class and you're like i'm sorry you don't have a degree yet we're all in the same boat here <laughs> i'm not paying you for this <laughs> um but yeah so we've seen gunji approximately one time before in like a four-part story and though. there's other characters so it's nice that we get to see him uh on his own yeah um and that i i do appreciate too 
uh, on the thread of we're not bringing in huge like Jedi grandiose storylines here. Um, I do also appreciate that he's like he's still a child in this. Like he's yeah a little older than we see him in season five of Clone Wars, but he's still a kid. I, I think that helps with the um, not 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 it not feeling like overwhelmingly yeah I think Jedi when it, it previously hasn't been yeah I think it helps that. Um, Gunji is a character not unlike Omega who mm-hmm. is learning throughout this and like he's trying to find out like where his home is and like where he belongs and stuff. Um and I, I like that, yeah. It's not like we are we're saddled with sort of like a an Obi-Wan character, like an older Jedi who's like, you know, uh, escaped Order 66 and they're like, let me tell you about Jedi wisdom. We're all connected in the force and whatever. And you're like, okay, why are you here? Like, this isn't really like the storyline that we're telling in this show because it's about like regular people. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, we didn't introduce a peer of like the old, the adults in the picture here. We introduced a peer to Omega, which yeah. like we, d- she's obviously like the minority. Like there's not a lot of children in this show. So like, yeah. We uh, that is um, a good thing, I think. Uh, and I think this is a great way to sort of push off from that when it comes to a character note. I do really like that we're getting another glimpse of Ahsoka with Pierce, as you said, like people her age, mm-hmm. because we really haven't gotten that. Do you that. mean Omega? What did I say? Ahsoka. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. I like Ahsoka. I don't know. She's just in but there. She, but I she's think not she's in this me. show. No, she's not. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you for that catch. It's nice to see omega in the company of um a peer again as you were talking about um because i think the last time we saw that was when she was with the uh rescue on ryloth devil's deal episodes with with hera um which we obviously only got a small amount of because those episodes were formulated in a very specific very twisty turning way um so it's nice to get some of that here as well and sort of see her in the company of a lot of other people i guess and like i don't know it's kind of a unique interaction to have a jedi around even though i guess I don't know. This episode is interesting to me because it feels like not that it was all over the place or anything, but like it was it's a filler episode. That's fine. I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we um didn't get like a really super specific interaction between Omega and Gunji that I'm like remembering solidly. Mm-hmm. But I do like that they had time together. And we got to see them together. Yeah, I mean I, I suppose when she first I mean she's the reason that they That's true. That's fair. They end up with him on their ship. Um so there is that whole thing where she's basically just like, we, we I'm not going to leave you here. And they have their yeah. fun romp with the droids and whatnot. But. We should probably run through this in like a chronological order. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we can start with that scene, which I, I, first of all, I love a space station. And I love that this, I, we haven't seen one that looks like this. Just like, it looks like an aircraft carrier, but like in space. Uh, it also kind of looks like an avocado or an egg cross section. It does. Yeah. One Almost more like an avocado. I guess both are the same shape. Um, similar yeah this has been shapes talk <laughs> very integral part of our podcast <laughs> no this is a really cool space station i'm a really i'm a big fan of those guys i just love that we get to jump in and see them doing shady business it's yeah. just a fun thing it's nice to see them go back to shady business because you always know when something like this opens up like it's not it's not you're not just gonna watch this deal go through and then they're gonna leave and it's gonna be hunky-dory like you know something's gonna fuck up and it, i don't know it's just very fun i like the i like that these are all droids too yeah i was uh interested by that as well mostly because it seems like this entire space station is like just droids of the same model essentially but they're criminal droids but they're criminals which i think is pretty dope for yeah. like uh essentially a species if you can call it that who are i guess they're not really autonomous they kind of are i think they can be i guess they but, are now but like as like a default i don't think they are so i really like that so these- either the question is how did these droids become criminals <laughs> and uh shake off the shackles of their uh masters or how did who's running them but they do seem pretty like we'll get a good price for this wookie like i just yeah essentially i really like that like these they're not being told that like just, we have to you know yeah they're autonomous and the autonomy they're doing is crime <laughs> and i'm really proud of them uh yeah this this first scene is fun i was actually really interesting that we didn't stick with this like it made sense once we introduced gunji and i was like oh that's fucking right yeah um I'm interested that we didn't stick with this sort of theme that we started with, which was like a criminal deal. I was like a little excited to see some crimes happen. Criminal theme. (laughs) I think the literary theme is criminal. Um, uh, What are the themes and the motifs? Well, it's criminals and crime. Crime doing and having and not stopping. Yeah. Um, So I was interesting that we uh, pretty much the bulk of the episode is like a very different visual. Yeah. 
sort of motif that we go to and it is like very stark i don't necessarily see like a um uh not necessarily like a purpose in that it sounds like kind of weird but like i guess it is just kind of an interesting contrast um i guess it it makes kashik look really fucking cool yeah i was gonna say it is kind of interesting when you think about the fact that like they start the episode on on a completely like metallic non-living non-organic thing and then you go to this completely i mean down to the enemies in on kashik are trandoshans and other imperial soldiers so like you don't you're not fighting droids um which is interesting yeah it is an interesting bend this episode it's a good contrast but i don't think beyond that it's that yeah it's that it's got that much like it it doesn't need to have yeah. like a whole like if you divide it by six and then yeah. adds uh, it's eight, the golden it's... ratio yeah i <laughs> know yeah, um the golden ratio of screen time um <laughs> but yeah no i liked this scene a lot i was honestly kind of excited when they're like omega echo stay back i was like oh, are we finally going to get some like echo and omega time some mom daughter time and then we kind of didn't which i'm still waiting I for it's the- just me in a corner like with a flag that's like echo <laughs> i like him a lot and they're like shh stay over there no we're getting some good uh we're getting some good stuff um i do love that immediately omega's like this is boring and then it goes like okay fine like i'll start the ship we're not gonna it's not gonna be long and then immediately she's just like bye yeah i like that i feel like every single episode we get like a really specifically like kid mannerism from omega and i love love to see yeah it's great because again we our previous like child protagonist we had was Ahsoka and she did not act like a she child. She was not really a child. Well, no. because she was thrust into war. Yeah. She was, she was a child soldier. A commander rank as a 15 year old. And like her older brother teacher was like a fucking insane man. Was a 19 year old. Was a 19 year old so, gangle boy say, yeah. who was secretly married. <laughs> she had no chance of being a child. No. Yeah. So I do love that we get to see Omega just like doing kid shit and, um, living her life. Yeah. So that being said, living, I love that she's loving, laughing. doing something that I particularly love even now, which is just like sitting on stairs and loitering. Um, <laughs> I love sitting on stairs and loitering. Um, I love a stair loiter. I love a stair loiter. Uh, yeah. So I was like a little bummed that like obviously progressing through this, we only got like a really small amount of like Echo hanging out with Omega. Yeah. I was like excited, but it's okay. To be fair, I think it would have been. I mean, I guess we didn't really get like any alone time with any of them in the previous episode, but um, I think splitting the group a lot would have been it would have been a little much weird yeah for, also for, for almost three episodes in a row i would say if we are going to get echo and omega like alone content like it's probably going to be because echo is like bestowing some sort of emotional wisdom yeah. and not just uh like he doesn't he's not that much of a talker so like i don't feel he like in a regular has something to say but he's not yeah. just like so how are you yeah he's not like a small dog he's like ah my child i've ah, um, seen the weather lately it's raining she's like we live in space echo um <laughs> she's like we're never apart we're, <laughs> we see the same weather <laughs> wherever nothing. we may be um <laughs> seen never any, apart. seen any movies lately? <laughs> echo you tell you me know what the I answer can to that. can't watch i'm you 12. know the answer to that <laughs> We live in the same 500 square foot apartment we're with four other people. We're never more than 20 feet from each other. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> She's like, I use this time to get away. <laughs> um, God. Anyway, so it's fine that I didn't get that. I'll get it eventually. Maybe. Who knows? Throw me a bone, please. But we, what we did get, and yes. jumping ahead a bit, after um, they have acquired... Uh, is this before or after we've acquired the Wookiee? Gunji? Yeah. Uh, when um, uh, Hunter and Echo kind of... It's after. Oh, it's after, right? Because he's so, on their yeah, ship. They, they've acquired Gunji and they, they've rescued stuffs. him. And they've botched another job for Sid, which I'm sure Sid is really happy about. <laughs> Do you think Sid has like a, a tally marks board that's like how many they <laughs> fucked up? Uh, zero days since our last failed job. Since yeah. our last ipsy. Since our last nonsense. <laughs> um, no, yeah. she. I, I really hope that in the next episode she, she, we see her just like... Can you please just do? I asked you to do one thing, they're like, and they're like, no. But there was a, a, Sid, a there child, was a and he, she's just like, I don't care. She's like, one thing. I told you, what, but uh, but there was a kid who was being. I don't know. <laughs> Did the job say anything about rescuing Jedi? I, no. <laughs> don't even answer that. She's just a Jamie Lee Curtis me <laughs> pointing angry with a fucking alcohol bottle or whatever. Yeah. Um. I, I do want to see that because it very would be very funny. Uh, but oh, I, look, uh, something I can draw. There we go. But, 
But what we did get uh, is after they've acquired uh, Gunji and they're trying to decide what to do. I love that, like, again, running theme for this season, I suppose, is just like Hunter and Echo being like, sidebar, what are we going to do here? Like, let's <laughs> consult mom and dad consultation time. Um, but I love that Hunter puts his uh, hand on Echo's shoulder. Yeah, I was. We were um, living for that. We literally just like pointed at the TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were the Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's pointing. Yeah. That was, that was us, us. <laughs> silently when About that happened. 30 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that was great. I'm, I'm really loving their character interactions. We talk about this a lot. I really love that they seem to be leaning into it. Yes. Like in the last episode, we got a lot of like looks and stuff. But like, I really like that we are having that like true mom and dad conference moments. Which and, like, like reassuring you physically. I would like to qualify that like we don't ship them no uh, being tumbler tumbler girlies we, we are tumbler we are but we don't ship them it's just nice to see this like kind of prescribed role that these two are kind of fitting into and like it, it just i think it helps both of their characterizations and like where they are in the group like because not everyone on the group i think is on equal footing as far as like responsibilities like again i think we talked about this last season where like tech and wrecker are a little more like the older brothers and like yeah. echo and hunter are a little more like the parental, parental figures um, and I love that we're not just having two like tough dads, like, yeah. you know, punching each we, other. <laughs> we talked about this so much last season and it's nice that like, I kind of, I didn't, I forgot about it cause it just like transitioned so smoothly. But like the fact that we don't have to have the tough dad thing. Yeah. Even from Hunter who is the, like kind all. of the, the dad one. Yeah. Um, I'm using air quotes here. Uh, thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I just, it, it, it's very, I don't know. It's a good characterization. It feels like the group is really dynamic this way versus like, I don't know. I'm also just a fan of when people, I don't feel like in Clone Wars, we got to see people like physically interact very much unless it was like in a violent manner. Um, (laughs) It's fair, (laughs) which is fine. I mean, again, a war is happening. I'm not like, it's fine, but like it makes them feel like real people Yeah, because real people will do that. Even if you're not in a like relationship, which again, we don't ship them. Yeah. No, I really like that. I mean, I think that's also like a testament to like animation and how much they've yeah, you know, time and effort they put into each episode when we get which like, holy shit the lighting in this is amazing. Yeah, no, I wanted I landscape. I'll let you talk about yelled that, but, many times, um, but hot damn. Yeah, and we got so many creatures. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but like I do really like that we are having these like character interactions and like especially with Echo and Hunter. And I love that like I posted that art right on on our Batch Pod Instagram, but also my Tumblr and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I love seeing the comments of just like everyone being like mom and dad, mom and dad, mom and dad. And I'm like, I love that we kind of all understand this like i feel like in my head i'm like am i reading into this because i really like that like weird parental found family relationship but it's like no we're all seeing it and it's like it's really fun to like have that acknowledged and then continue to see that in episodes oh for sure it's just such a testament to the people that make this show that they're not here to be like what's the biggest fan service that we can give you guys and stuff like by simply crafting a show that is consistent well done well written well plotted like you are creating uh, not the i guess the fan service is the wrong but you are creating bigger and deeper fans what i'm saying basically is just like it doesn't need to be like oh we're going to give them this little moment and then never show it again like it's the consistency that makes truly like everything start to shine a little more um this is just such a good example of showing and not telling yeah, because there's no other characters commenting on the fact that like, oh, you guys are like our mom and dad or whatever, which would be stupid. Um, <laughs> How fucking weird would it be for like clones or Omega to be like, you're like our mom and dad? I was like, you guys don't even know what. Like even in a joke way, we're is. like Omega. Yeah, truly. Uh, where Omega's just like, you're like my mom. Um, like not even in a joke way, because then it's just like too like on the nose. Like yeah. you know, but but you're showing it happen. Like you're and building off of last season with echo kind of having these like more traditionally feminine uh traits yeah um we talked about that last season um and uh like building off of that and then bringing into this season being like okay these two are kind of like a a little team within this team um and they kind of fill those roles like it's just such a good truly it is showing and not telling yeah that's a great way to put it um okay so we have that moment they are on the marauder they show up to kashik uh we have some lines delivered about you know so there's some folks here there's some deforestation happening also gunji doesn't know where the fuck he comes from because obviously he was taken yeah. as a child as a baby uh 
from the Wookiees. So the, our goal essentially is made clear to us that we're trying to find Gunji a home. Mm-hmm. Um, I think pretty early on when they get there, right, they run into some Trandoshans. Yeah, they run into those weird spider guys oh, first, first. And then they see Trandoshans having, they, they come upon the wreckage of a settlement, it looks That's like. That's right. And then um, quickly we find our kind of a main antagonist here, whose name is Venomore. Which is an insane name. I love Trent. I actually really like Trandoshans, like as a yeah, species. I think they're, fun. they're really neat, and I think their naming conventions are really amazing. Um, but I like how we have Venomore, and then like Sid, uh, Sid, Sid. Is, is a Trandoshan. Yeah. Um, but I like her name is Sidarin, and we've talked about how that sounds like a, midi- a medieval. <laughs> sounds like a Lord of the Rings name, yeah. Yeah, we've talked about how that sounds like a, a Lord of the Rings elf name. Um, but I, I don't know. I love the. Uh, I love I love Venomore. That's just a good name. It also kind of sounds like a fantasy name. It does. <laughs> um, maybe their naming convention is just like kind of slightly fantasy, slightly reptilian. Um, it's like the uh, like heavy vowel sounds. It is. Uh, do we want to take a moment to talk about our spider friends at all? Do you have anything to say? Um, I just like that we keep getting monsties. Uh, and these ones are particularly fucked up. Looking. We get a couple really good monsties here. Um, we get the little spider guys, and then we get um, they're like tiger monkeys or the I other ones, like big big tiger monkeys. But I said wow about eight. T- I said what about eight times? I didn't say you well. did. You uh, did not do. I a say wow. what with like the um, like excitement, like with excitement, not like I hate it. I love it. I love it. I mean, I love creatures. I love that they're like three different shades. They're different colors. Yeah, one, one is like them. straight up green. Yeah, there's a green and an orange one. <sighs> orange one. <laughs> it's just such a fun creature. I think, I don't know. I don't know who's responsible for High fives, the, the creature design here, but it it's very good. Please continue doing a good, your good job. You, you Please continue <laughs> doing your job. <laughs> nine to five get in there baby anyway it's you do a good job thank you so much for lightening my life i love that this podcast has just slowly become like every episode we say thank you to one specific crew member who we don't know every episode we're just like and and you did a good job too great job (laughs) thank you from us um okay so there's a lot of kind of going back and forth in this episode Again, interestingly paced episode because we go through the spider zone. We do like through a Shelob area. Um, and then we <laughs> and then we see the Trandoshans. They take care of those Trandoshans. Uh, they're, and they're also, by the way, using old separatist tanks um, that have been sort they're of. They're using Imperial tanks because uh, Imperial oh, is it? clones show up. Oh, that's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. But they're just like old looking. Um, well, because they like covered them in, in grass and essentially and like and a tank version of a ghillie suit. Yeah, they gave their they made big ghillie suit for tank. Um, <laughs> anyway, so they defeat those. Gunji uses his lightsaber, even though they're like, "Hey, don't do that." Um, he does anyway because that makes sense. Um, and they very quickly clear out and find a settlement of Wookies nearby. And we get a lady Wookie. We do get a lady. That I don't Wookie. think we've ever seen before. Um, I don't think specifically. No. Um, I would also love to know: is her name Yana, or is that like no? Why would it be? That's a stupid point I was about to make. I think it is, though. What was the point that you were about to make? I was going to say, is her name Yana, or is that, like, the word that they have for grandma? Because <laughs> Yana kind of sounds like a, a, a another word for grandma, like, in a different It language. does, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I almost brought up the Star Wars holiday special, which has nothing to do with what you were talking about. Is there about. a grandma in There's that? a grandpa in that, but he doesn't have, like, a grandpa Yana name. Yana and Yano. No, his name is... <laughs> italian but not uh, yanita yanito <laughs> i think the grandpa's name in that is itchy if i'm remembering correctly whose grandpa or who's is this <laughs> chewbacca's it might be his dad oh it's a wookie grandpa okay got it it's it's chewbacca's <laughs> family including his wife his child He's and his married? dad yes his wife's name is mala this is not canon obviously it's been called the worst 90 minutes of television it's i watch it every christmas with my brother and why sister. haven't we watched this it's so bad i cannot tell you how fucking bad it is it's a movie that you drink through okay to get there you pre- like, you pregame for it um and I then mean, you continue drinking through yeah yeah yeah. Okay. because there's a solid like um 40 minutes in the middle that's just like almost like a variety show it's just like weird random bits did they know what movies are when they made this no okay. it was 1978 <laughs> i think right. so you know how movies didn't happen before then <laughs> like the original star wars it wasn't real it was actually the first movie <laughs> 
<laughs> movies weren't made um anyway they happen um, she's not a grandma i just no. when i saw her we were like grandma grandma um her, yeah her name is yana which is very fun um but yeah we meet um this this sort of uh a, a gaggle of wookies yeah. i don't know and i like that we get to sort of hang out with them we get to learn yeah about their culture which i think is like a really cool like uh centerpiece of this episode um and I don't know. Like, I like that we also get to see a little bit of, um, not character development per se, but like in an episode contained, like we get to see some movement with like Echo's character actually, because when they first get there, he's like not super comfortable with like their food and stuff and is being a little, is being a little weird about it. But like, I like that very quickly. Like, yeah, there's never a moment for the most part, except for that, where like, the batch is disrespectful to them for their beliefs like they're they're very like chill about it which like i think is a great a great way to uh handle this episode uh yes um i think i i mean obviously i agree with you (laughs) that's very good but um i i was a little nervous at the first part when uh echo is like oh the grounds and i'm just like okay i'm gonna give you the benefit of the doubt here um and yeah he does kind of uh, come full circle and he's just like i'll try your soup and i'm like it's soup brother like <laughs> i just yeah it's interesting i don't know i i was worried about that i it it's interesting how they handled it essentially yeah. because it wasn't all of the members doing that it was just echo which echo I think is that's like what the was, most yeah in in his little he's the like most routine oriented yes he's yeah. our rules boy he's a rules boy uh and all of the other batch members uh, have been to kashik before i don't true we don't i don't think know if echo has yeah um but no they i are I, familiar with it i do like that they juxtaposed it with record being like yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna eat your soup that's thank and you he's so all much. about it yeah. yeah um so i was like i don't know it was a concern because i was like that's not it's not like they didn't make it a joke so it's not like oh i see the purpose of this but i mean obviously when we get to the end of the episode i'm like oh that's great i'm glad that we see some growth here yeah um rather than it's being like a oh mm, they eat eyeballs or whatever yeah you mean in indiana jones (laughs) 2 yeah that was specifically what i was thinking yeah it makes sense because it's kind of weird and (laughs) fucked up um um no but i i really appreciate how they handled uh this um even when um, you know they're they're being confronted with the fact that the Imperial force is still coming, and they've discovered that there's a Jedi here because they've seen the lightsaber marks on the tank, um, and so they're coming. And you know the whole batch and Hunter is just like, well, we're gonna you know hang out and help you fight them. Um, and they ask the trees what they are supposed to do because that's their culture. Yeah. Um, and I love that when they're like, oh, they have a plan um the trees have told us what to do the batch isn't just like what that's stupid like yeah. how can trees tell you what to do hundreds yeah. immediately just like okay. great okay yeah. tell us what we need to be doing yeah which is like amazing yeah i really like that we've gone more to, men need to say things like that they do more men need to be humbled <laughs> in my in my opinion um i do really like that we also are getting shown like this kind of uh, a ritual essentially that they do mm-hmm. where they do just sort of like essentially be be humbled next to this tree which i think is really interesting because like and i like that they explain like their culture about like how you know the trees are kind of like the original yes they're they are the planet they yeah. are like you know the sort of the life force of it in a way mm-hmm. uh and i like that they sort of like are in i don't know not indebted obviously but they're like that is kind of like how their hierarchy works is like this these trees are like yeah they're like well we're being good stewards of yeah exactly of you this is yours and not ours yeah so you tell us how to do i like that we get to like see that and see how they do that and then like we get to have a moment where we are connecting the dots of like oh this is really interesting this must be some sort of like obviously like spiritual practice that they have Mm -hmm. um and i like that we get to see gunji also like this is presumably the first time that he's doing this but he i mean not the jedi i don't think take they're not um they don't gatekeep like other species cultures so like i think when they have people like wookies or other species that have specific cultures i think they do teach them about that because otherwise gunji wouldn't know any of this and especially when we we see him come uh like the first time he starts fighting the imperials they're burning what looks like a like a sacred site these like carved rocks yeah these carved stones yeah um and he's incensed about it um so meaning that he knows at least a little bit of his own culture like despite being raised as a jedi 
in Coruscant. Um, so I, but I do appreciate we get to see him kind of participate in his culture for the first time. Yeah. Um, and like you can see, not hesitance, but you can see him when they're all like kneeling down and touching the tree. Um, you can see him kind of be like, "Can I do this? Is this okay?" And then he does yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. Um, sorry. One more thing yes. that I like about this interaction specifically. Um, I like that we get the exposition from the batch yeah. instead of uh the wookies um which originally i was like it's interesting that they don't have the 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 culture that we're being shown is not like we can't understand the language like we're not hearing it from their mouths we're hearing it like in a translated way from the batch like yeah. that's how they communicate that's how like how r2d2 <laughs> communicates mm-hmm. with people uh but um I was kind of worried about that because I was just like, okay, we're kind of hearing things from a secondary source now. Which is like not ideal always. It's not great, but I think they pulled it off here because when we're learning about the actual, like what they're doing, what the practice is, we're hearing it from someone who's done their research. And like, Mm, yeah, basically instead of being like, hey, what are you guys doing? Please explain it to us who don't know what it is. Like you, we've shown a character essentially be like i'm just hold on i'm gonna google something real quick and understand before i ask any questions of this other culture i'm responsible for my own education exactly yeah um and then like we are enlightened through that person rather than like it's your person who's part of this culture it's your job to explain to me what this is and why or you have yeah like the token whatever character teach me yeah who's like i'm i'm gonna tell you you know it's like it's our job to do that it's like no it's our job to educate ourselves and then we get to see that yeah i feel like this story uh now that we're kind of like breaking it down i'm like yeah filler episode but we are getting those like fun little things in here like story-wise that i'm really enjoying like uh reclaiming one's culture and like reconnecting and like that's a really interesting thing uh, for it to be such a like a simple sweet little like plot in this episode and also like the concept of like educating yourself and being respectful of like other people's beliefs like that's really cool that that's also in here again it's subtle it's quiet but like it's kind of nice that it's like i don't know it's like packaged in star wars like and i love that the conflict wasn't based around like i feel uncomfortable in this new culture that um either i'm not part of or i'm reconnecting with yeah like gunji is immediately welcomed back in like you can see a little bit of hesitancy like i don't know really what i'm doing but i'm welcome here so i'm going to participate and you see like the bash being really respectful of all their traditions um so yeah no i i think that yeah i mean i guess this episode really didn't have a whole lot of main plot at all no but it filled out the world more yeah um we got to see i think some characters i don't know like it's nice to see someone like gunji again where it's like we started this show with a young jedi right we started it with caleb aka kanan right uh and like as we've talked about like it's kind of nice that they're not obviously relying on like concepts of like the force to be the driving factor in like an overall plot line uh, but it's nice to see reoccurring characters, especially like young people who are like trying to find something because yeah. I think we're seeing that a lot throughout these seasons now with like, mm-hmm. even with like Hera and stuff and Omega and I don't know, other like people who are just like looking to find themselves essentially. Yeah. And I, I love to the like, um, sorry, despite the fact that he's a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, sorry. Um, no, continue. No. Yeah. I, I don't think that the, the Jedi-ness uh, overtook them, the, again the sort of like telling the story of of little people okay so as as we know and as they know uh they're gonna get attacked again which does in fact happen uh this guy venomore just such a medieval like (laughs) fantasy sounding name uh is also there he has a really interesting design by the way he does not look like other trandoshans he looks more like snake snake like i guess he's like rounder smoother yeah he's not it doesn't have as much of like a snout and um, like spikes and like spiky he's like yeah he's a little rounder he's like the the pug version of the of the trandoshans that we've seen <laughs> he was bred to be a, a sort of a lap trandoshan <laughs> he doesn't breathe so good no <laughs> he i can't run long distances <laughs> i do appreciate that we're seeing some like uh some difference in species at yeah. first when i saw him i thought he might be uh like a female um i don't know why oh because i just like, saw like oh the, he's different what is that called sexual dimorphism sexual dimorphism yes pulled that one out of um, nowhere good job um, I thought he might be a lady transocean, but um, he wasn't. Uh, just a different looking dude. <laughs> um, so that was cool. <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, and then we get, like, obviously they're trying to burn down the forest, which is, like, not cool for a number of reasons, and obviously the sort of, the spiritual reasons of the Wookiees. Uh Um, Venomore at one point sort of breaks off from the group with the flamethrower when he sees Gunji. Yeah, he's hunting Um, the Jedi. And then we get sort of this, like, dual arena, which, like, uh, was kind of just, like, a crazy little bit to have in here that he, first of all, he surrounds himself with fire in a forest, which is, like, the dumbest thing you could possibly do. Yeah. Um, But then also, like... It's just really interesting that we have this almost like showdown, mm-hmm. but it's like, I, I, there's something about this. I was trying to figure out when we were watching this, I think because we don't really get the perspective of the antagonists, like, and even like, we don't really see much Imperial presence in this episode, except mm-hmm. for like the few guys that are here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, at no point during the showdown was I like concerned that it was going to go poorly. No. Like it has that almost, and I think we've talked about this before, this like Clone Wars essence of like the good guys are going to win that's what happens that's Mm -hmm. the show that we're watching Mm -hmm. you know like i'm not questioning it it's just like these fuckwads you know who are trying to be assholes to a forest planet and then like the good guys you know and like it just had that like essence to it um so not that this showdown wasn't like climactic in some way but it's like it's just kind of like i knew what was gonna happen but like it was it's supposed to happen like that yeah if that makes sense no Um, i think it was still visually interesting enough to where like yeah, he really does kind of surround himself in, like, a ring of fire. And the whole time we were like, how are you, like, planning to get out? And I love the, like, juxtaposition, especially between this guy and he's fighting, like, a Jedi, right? Um, which I think all the a lot of the times when we have main character Jedi, a lot of the brunt of the plot is, like, learn to control your feelings and, like, don't give in to your rage. Yeah. And, like, I like that we're not having this... Like, we don't see Gunji either go, like, bat shit on this guy like he doesn't like stab him through the eyeball like he's not like full of rage and using that yeah um we actually see like this guy who isn't a jedi kind of visually be consumed by his rage in this circle of fire that he's yeah. created for himself and then we have gunji being like i'm gonna calm impassive i'm calm and passive and i'm gonna take you out and well, I'm going to have these spider guys take yeah, you Yeah, so I, that's also another thing I wanted to talk about. So we're seeing, uh, for the first time in a while, this sort of, as we call it, animal handling proficiency with the <laughs> Jedi, um, which is something Ezra does, mm. like, a lot in that show. That's, like, something that he has to, like, control. But also, like, he... I kind of wanted to, like, let's talk about the the contrasts yeah. in a way. Um, he is kind of, like... that. That's kind of the, the main thrust of that show as well as, like, Ezra learning how to be a Jedi. And, like one of his things is like animal handling um one of his things that he does is is controlling animals but it's like he has to learn how to like not hulk out essentially like rage out yeah when he does it and like there's a, again with every main character jedi that's part yeah, of the yeah, thing no, for sure um but uh yeah so I, there's even an episode with like gundarks and stuff where he goes like way too ham and it's like not great um but i like that with gunji it's kind of just like as we said sort of passive um, and that he is kind of like relenting to the will of like this forest essentially. And it's just like, you know, you take what you need to like mm-hmm. essentially bring balance back to here and yeah. like restore what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I like that. It is, it's not, I don't know. It's not like, yeah, like super like over the top. It's just mm-hmm. kind of like, this is what is supposed to happen. Yeah. Let the weird five armed spiders take you. Nature is healing. Nature is healing. <laughs> it kind of comes full circle and he's not struggling with that like he seems to have it unlocked kind of i think that probably is what is helping with the sort of like jedi yeah plot line in this is that there's not like the like wavering like emotional struggle which is challenging to begin with yeah um Um, no also to your point that like we knew gunji was gonna make it out like it's not like a suspense like oh is he gonna die um because he's a child (laughs) number one he's a child number two what sort of message and like you know satisfaction would it be to have this like child that they rescued and are reconnecting is he's reconnecting with his culture fucking die in the end (laughs) yeah what purpose would that serve nothing uh the whiplash no and that's what i'm saying like this show is so like beyond shock value death and like uh, fucking fan service shit like i'm gonna dangle this shiny piece of uh i don't know metal in front of your eyes like it just it wouldn't be, make any sense for him to to perish even if it would be like quote unquote dramatic or shocking like that's not it would be a really unsatisfying episode ending yeah uh i also 
really like so we that whole part also has like really fantastic lighting holy shit um this whole episode we get shots of like the smoke above like the ruined kashik uh like camps and stuff like yeah. that's fucking gorgeous yeah. we get when they first land and they see all the like spider webs we that's so fun yeah light it's, filtering uh, through a big forest i was gonna say it's one of my favorite things which is just like god rays filtering through overgrowth and stuff and i think like maybe last season i talked about this but it is like such a treat when you get to see what seems to be like an old forest yeah like stuff that's really overgrown because that's just not what we got in like i mean in clone wars obviously because of you know it's just it's just technological advancement and that's absolutely fine that it didn't look like that previously but like well even from last season we we saw a lot of big forests too in last season but um they all felt younger because they were so homogenous like there's a lot of the same trees Mm. here we see a lot of different types of plants we see a lot of different types of trees yeah i agree and they're like uh, one of my favorite things because i'm like a big i'm a big trees fan um (laughs) but also like i'm a big like redwoods fan Mm -hmm. uh and i i really like that obviously kashik looks like that because they filmed it originally here Mm -hmm. here in california um but i don't know like i love that we get like a lot of excess shots of these like trees specifically towards the end of this episode which like uh we can transition into because obviously after the showdown happens there's just like a lot of these like quiet little things where people are like cleaning up and and um getting rid of all the fire and stuff but we get these like wild wide shots specifically of they're sort of like buildings on this like one tree that is so goddamn massive Mm -hmm. and like i love when they show shit like that. And I love like seeing the kind of like scale that you can play with an animation, which I've talked about before, but like, it's so beautiful to see it mm-hmm. and just have this like static, like really peaceful wide shot of like really incredible, beautiful things yeah. that we just get at the end of this episode. And it's, it like, was a lingering shot. It, I love when they do that. Cause they know, which that, we don't get a lot that of means that they really fucking know what they did. And they know it's good. And they're um, like, sit with this. Yeah. Enjoy and it. And also like, obviously at the end of this episode, we're getting to understand that like, this is what was at stake and like Marvel mm-hmm. in its beauty. Yeah. essentially. And it's so simple, but so beautiful. Yeah. And I love that because simplicity is like really hard to pull off, but it's just like, it's so, I don't know. It's nice. It's nice to have these moments. And we've talked about this before, obviously to have these like, weird quiet moments where like mm-hmm. i really like that after this like showdown and the like fire and the trandoshans and stuff there's literally like a little scene where no one says anything yeah they're just kind of like looking at each other they sit next to each other they're digging whatever yeah like it's just like quiet mm-hmm. and it's like kind of astounding that there's like i mean what would be considered dead air right but it's just like mm-hmm. i don't know like it's so peaceful i love that we get to have this like peaceful moments yeah no it's a good contrast between that and like the fiery battle that just happened um yeah i do like that they're just kind of hanging out in 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 a way i think like i think wrecker says like i could get used to this or something and it's like oh you're kind of because it's very familial it's very like yeah i I mean this episode's called tribe but like it's very much that like we're all here and we're all together and you know it's it's, it feels good love a we're all in this together moment (laughs) i would like to point out that i've been calling what uh echo eventually does drink um you've been calling it soup what it, is it uh according to the wikipedia page it's liquor <laughs> oh which i didn't clock huh i was like huh that's a very clear soup it just kind of looks like water <laughs> it's because it's not soup also then can we talk about so like as we know at the end of this episode echo is like oh this is actually pretty good like he has a little moment where he gets to like come out of his box a little bit we love yeah. to see it um, I love that at the beginning, then, does that mean, A, that Wrecker is, like, super sloshed this entire time? <laughs> uh, and B, does that mean that Echo saw it, smelled it, and was like, that's hard liquor. I'm not going to drink that. Because he doesn't seem like someone who drinks hard liquor. No. Uh, he sounds not, yeah, I mean, he's probably, like, water for me. Um, he's like, I had my one drink, and now I'm going to drink a gallon of water and tea <laughs> so that I'm okay to drive home. Uh, Which is what you should do. It's very responsible. Drink responsibly, okay? I'm not saying you (laughs) shouldn't do that. But yeah, he knows very straight lace. Uh, But yeah, I like that he tries it at the end. He's like, this is great. I'm like, (laughs) yeah. drinking like a bowl of (laughs) vodka. (laughs) I mean, I love it. Good for them. Yeah. No, that was, I just, I I wouldn't have known. I would have thought that it was Like a broth. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Some sort of sustenance meal. Uh, but fuck yeah, no. The, the end of this episode is really sweet, and again, for like a filler episode, it's it's just kind of nice. I don't know. I'm just liking the nice. You yeah. Know? No, I mean, I guess yeah. Again, I guess it is a filler episode, but this conversation 
and again we've talked about that the bad batch does a lot with a little as far as conversation goes yes. um that and like hunter know, looks and touches yeah. and and whatever <laughs> animation uh i like that hunter and yana have this conversation where she's like you know like you've brought gunji back to us and like you know just like he is has fa- you know been brought back in and found his home like we'll all find an, a purpose somewhere or yeah. like a new path um and hunter's basically like yeah i hope it doesn't involve war anymore yeah um and i sorry to do no i just I, again the theme of uh that we talked about last almost said last year <laughs> it's not untrue yeah um last season of like what are we made for what is our purpose do we have to cleave to that um which obviously we see crosshair still adhering to um but obviously the rest of the bad batch just made a decision they made a choice uh that they weren't going to do that anymore and i love that we're still like yeah we're not done with that like yeah. obviously like it's a life still thing. here um but i like that we're expressing no longer are we like seeing these characters be like huh i wonder like what purpose can be and we're seeing them express a desire for something else here's uh, here's what i'm expressing my desire for my purpose and my new path to be and yeah. i want it to be free of war yeah so like we're, we're kind of stepping in the in a direction which yeah. i i enjoy yeah no i thought the conversation at the end of this really um really kind of brought it home because i like that we're i also really like that yana and hunter are having this conversation while we are seeing gunji and omega do this like essentially ritual with the tree again and i like that that's also like another thing of like bringing a friend to understand like the culture that you are also like learning and like i don't know i think it's just like it's a really really sweet moment and Mm -hmm. i really love that like hunter is kind of like looking at them doing this and essentially saying like i want our future to be away from war essentially like for these people like for yeah for the next generation essentially because like they don't deserve this and like i care about this person a lot and Mm -hmm. like we can't have that. Like, I think it's just really, it had the right emotional beats. I think that I was looking for. And I, it feels really, um, I like when they take the end of the episodes to, to make these like statements. And it's like, again, (laughs) I mean, we can use this to transition through like the next episodes we have are our two part mid series. Like where we, as we talked about in our last episode are going to be fucking killer. It sounds like from the names of the episodes, I'm scared. Um, I'm excited. So, I like that we essentially, we had this, not necessarily lull, but we had like a couple episode, just like, I mean, it's three episode filler fun times, right? Mm -hmm. But I like that we're kind of stepping sure-footed into what is coming next, which is like, we know what we want still. Like, here's a reminder of that. We want to be away from war, you know, whatever our future holds. Um, Yeah, we have a direct, I mean, not that we haven't had a direction, but yeah, we do, we do see more of, um, more of a resolve on their parts. Um, Yeah, I, I feel like this is what last episode was missing a little bit where like i think that one truly was a fun romp filler kind of episode where like i don't know something fun happened and then like you we left off them being like we're gonna go after this chalice um and that's very fun but like there wasn't a huge like this is what i learned or like this is the direction that like kind of the end of this has pointed us in um so yeah yeah i'm i don't know i was liking this and i think it's I don't know. I liked that that episode two episodes ago faster. We got yeah. sort of some inclinations of like we were getting like kind of the first time that we had a smaller members of the batch together mm-hmm. and we were getting some maybe inclinations about like Sid and where she's going. And like, yeah, I do think that like the last episode was truly maybe the most filler I've seen. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a fun romp, but it was like a bottle episode. Like it yeah. really just didn't really have anything to do with anything else. So I like that this one we got maybe some more emotional beats, more it, when you look at them hard hitting understandings of like, you know. The events that have transpired within this episode have had specific implications, implications and consequences and character uh, moments for the batch. Yeah. We see them shifting to a different direction or we see them being pushed in a different direction. Last episode, the events of that episode really did not impact them very much at all. Yeah. Um, except for, you know, I mean, obviously we talked about this, that it was kind of like, let's talk about greed. But again, it was kind of more like Fee learning that than it was Omega because Omega has already learned that. Right. We, we saw her learning that. Now we're just, I guess, sort of seeing it again. with a different Once again, <laughs> again, I'm not saying I don't, I didn't like last episode, but it's just comparing it to something like this where yeah. like, sure, the events aren't really like main plot related to the Bad Batch, but we see the events impacting them in a meaningful way yeah uh I'm, I'm interested to see kind of like as the um the season unfolds even more especially post mid-season because that's like 
per last season, the mid season is when things get like real sticky. Yeah. Um, and like when things really start to like notch up. But I feel like all of our last season, we talked a lot about like breadcrumbs that they left along the way. Yeah. And I mean, I'm interested to see what those breadcrumbs are going to be. And potentially they're more obvious ones like Sid's background. Right. But like, it feels like maybe like these, uh, experiences they ha- they're having especially omega with someone like gunji and like you know with a new culture and stuff could be pushing towards something what that something yeah. is i don't really have like a grip on at the moment but i also um like that we're kind of already seeing a character development a character shift in our group because at the beginning of this season it was very much like a should we help people should we be self-preservative that's not preserving yeah preservative <laughs> it's just what they used Time to, to like mummy yourself my, my sort of cocoon of assaults etc um yeah uh, <laughs> okay should, should we help others or should we be self-preserving and kind of selfish in that way and ensure our own future but kind of you know abandon the world at large um and i like how previously it's been kind of a conversation like even going back as far as last season with ryloth it's still kind of a conversation that happens where like Omega is the one that kind of nudged them right now. We kind of see like echo finding his voice a little more and being like, I would like to do this. Um, I think now there was not even a conversation about this where Hunter was just like, okay, yeah, we'll help you fight the, the, them off. Like, yes, we'll help you. Yeah. Um, so we're like very much seeing them become self-assured and what they actually desire now that they're like, we realize we have a choice. Now we're seeing them be active in that desire and, stepping one foot towards the the let's help everyone camp yeah. which like we kind of knew they were gonna do but yeah. like i'm can I you was... imagine if they were just like no we're gonna be assholes <laughs> and they decided to just be selfish about it no yeah um to be fair i sorry no go ahead okay i was gonna say to be fair i like that um at the beginning of the season as you mentioned uh it, it is this binary of like we need to help people and we need to help ourselves but i like that then it was the need to help people was like we need to join a greater rebellion yeah and I, and the need to like you know stay self-sufficient and like self-preserving was like well we need to continue to like make money and do jobs for sid i like that those things have kind of like intertwined and changed now we're like we were doing a job for sid but then we got the opportunity to help someone and we mm-hmm. did make an impactful difference like even with a small group of people in this universe like i like that those like they're not so far apart anymore and like we haven't really brought up the idea again of like a rebellion Mm -hmm. but like they are helping people Mm -hmm. and kind of i don't know i guess they're not really being self-preserving they're not getting money for this but like yeah uh you know i don't know those paths are kind of crossing and intertwining in an interesting way that i'm like excited to see how it unfolds you can do crime and help people yeah why not (laughs) i mean if it's the good kind of crime um uh I'm getting increasingly nervous about what's going to happen next week in these episodes. Um, mostly because as you mentioned last week, which I thought was a great um, observation, we are having Thank a you. lot of family fun times oh and I am concerned about what that means for the rest of this season because contrasts, right? Like this is, yeah. this, this entire show is an art of contrast. So like what's going to fucking happen because, like, it, they haven't really been hitting us with the pull of, like, oh, Crosshair is not here. Like, they did in the last season, right? Where we would have moments where they're, like, missing their brother and all this stuff. And now they're just, like, well, he made his fucking choice, whatever. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't really feel like they're still, like, missing a piece anymore. It feels like they've, like, made their own dynamic amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, that's something that eventually is going to be broken, which is scary. Or it's it's, it's what is at stake. Yes, because we've talked about too last season that like this show doesn't do that dumb thing of like are they gonna die is someone gonna die like everyone on tumblr last season before the finale came out was just like i'm so scared that crosshair's gonna die and i'm like bitch they're not gonna kill (laughs) him what would be the point not to not to shit on anyone but like what would be the point of that yeah narratively again this isn't game of thrones it's not like anyone can die who's next um it's like a, a good narrative. <laughs> Sorry, George R. R. Martin. I'm sure the books are better. I've read two of them. But like... <laughs> they're long, okay? They're long, all right. Um, but like, it's just so cheap to me. Um, and yeah. I think to a lot of people. Where just death like, is the only consequence. Death is the only consequence. And it's just like, bitch, there are worse things in life than death. <laughs> Living is number one. Uh, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. That's sad. Um, <laughs> I mean... We're fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Thank you for joining us for the mental illness <laughs> portion of the podcast. Um, no, but it is a lot more compelling than like, are they going to live or die? Like, I don't know how to, I don't know if this makes any sense, but it's a very like male gaze kind of view of like, oh yeah, of like, it's like drama and sacrifice in the same way that it's kind of like a neurotypical point of view. Yeah. Like, it's just, I just think that like a lot of the times, like from the, from the like traditional male point of view, I'm not trying to put anyone in the box. Okay. But you be in whatever um, box you want to be in. I just feel like in a lot of, um, like male POV kind of like male heroes, a lot of the time it's like, I'm going to sacrifice myself for everyone. I mean, it's very Marvel, right? It's I was very- like going to say, don't hate me, but I'm going to, I'm going to take a quick moment to shit on Marvel. No, I mean, I wouldn't hate you for that. I'd also I like mean, to shit on Marvel. Not you, the, the Royal you. I know you won't hate me for shitting on Marvel because <laughs> you also do it, but listen, I, I think nothing wrong with Marvel, but they do kind of have that generally male pov of like the hero has to sacrifice themselves or like the the good ending is like the guy dies for the greater good it's very war movie to me oh for sure it's very sort of and to me that's very like american propaganda sort of a thing you know (laughs) yeah um yeah basically like we want you to see yourself in this and we want you to see yourself as the hero you want it and we want you to be sacrificial (laughs) and and like i think because of that this movie is kind of just like a weird self-insert for a lot of like men Men. or people that have that pov of themselves or want to have that pov of themselves this is a story you're not necessarily supposed to see yourself as any of these characters they can be relatable and they often are yeah but it's not about you the viewer it's about the The story what are what is the story telling you what are you learning from it how are you being satisfied by the plots on the screen and the character development like that's what story is it's not it's not like good story stinks. isn't just like here's sort of like our white bread milk toast man that you're everyone every man is supposed to see himself as and like whatever I don't know yeah no that's a fair point uh I I am not worried about as like death as a stake it, it would be a stupid thing to do also like again I know that Clone Wars killed people off all the time but it wasn't main characters. Like, no, I, you I don't could feel often like, see it coming. Yeah, I don't feel like that's the an okay vibe for a show that's, like, all ages. <laughs> like, just, like, sort of murder your protagonist. <laughs> no. Seems insane. Um, so I'm not really worried about that. I am worried about other things. Yeah. Um, all, all that being said, it's... Um, we're gonna... We're setting up for, like, this is what's on the line. This yes, This family exactly. unity, this togetherness... These, like... Is what's on the line. And that's scarier than... Death. Hunter might die. Like... That's scarier than that because it, it's almost like a full destruction of something rather than like, oh, we lost because somebody. I feel like and honestly, we like kind of saw this in like the last season because here's the thing. Like with when you lose some someone, I mean, you grieve. Right. But right. like you're still together. The problem is like if your family unit gets destroyed, you are alone and like. Yeah. I don't know. Like that's. I mean, it's so much more tragic of a story than it is someone you know dying and you going through the grieving process. Like, yeah, no, for sure. It's it's the destruction of the unity and the togetherness and the like, in essence, hope for the future that is yeah. so tragic. Rather than just like we, yeah, we lost somebody, but we're gonna grieve and we're gonna continue on. Yes. Anyway, we still haven't fucking seen Rex yet. Can he, maybe the next one. I'm going to keep saying this until he shows up because I know he's going to be in this hey, show. One of these days, you're going to be right. One of these days, I will be right. I, I have and it'll be f- the last time I guess. I do, <laughs> uh, I do have a feeling that um, it, it, it probably is in the next Yeah, the episodes. one called Clone Conspiracy. Honestly, either of them, because like, again, we're heating Treat up. Consequences. We're, we're heating up the like, what are they going to do? Are they gonna, where's the we're resistance? The what pot. are they going to do? Like, we're heating that up a little yeah. more. So like, and obviously Rex is already kind of, in that in that yeah um i forgot about that actually i forgot mm-hmm. that he was already because that's why rafa and trace yes we're helping him we also have that scene in the trailer where he pops up on their like um he <laughs> what to call it what do you he video chats them oh yeah he skypes them he space skypes them <laughs> yeah he's star wars space they're sort them. of like hollow and i think he thing. says something like 
can you guys do something for me or you, like I have a job for you or something <laughs> can you um, guys do something <laughs> I need some milk <laughs> from the grocery <laughs> store can you run me a quick favor please I need I'm it. old yeah can you postmate something for me no yeah um so clearly he comes back yeah he's somewhere um, okay yeah things that i would love to we need to see i'm just mm-hmm. gonna keep mm-hmm. saying rex until he shows up i do think it's gonna We're be manifesting next, it yeah next two episodes <laughs> cody showing back up at some point we literally have not seen rampart or crosshair since episode two i'm actually no, really three. surprised that we haven't seen rampart uh, rampart <laughs> <laughs> rampart you know admiral chorley rampart <laughs> yeah Chor- uh, chorley rom romport <laughs> We haven't seen him, and I'm really surprised, actually, that we haven't seen him. Especially because of how much he was a player in the last season, like, more so than Crosshair was most of the time. Like, we saw Charlie more than we saw... Ra- uh, nope. We saw Crosshair. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm surprised he hasn't shown up again. I'm concerned that we're going to get a lot of him, and a lot of bad things are going to happen. But Yeah, again, it's... it's yeah. <laughs> he's like... Um, he's like, like, whatever, the sort of, like... <laughs> what precedes death essentially do you like me he's an omen yeah there we go oh do you mean like not i was like precedes death life (laughs) my brain was literally like a gun war he is (laughs) he is the trumpet bearer of death so my brain told me i'm like i don't think that's it it seems pretty grim we've talked a lot about a lot of things that are maybe and maybe not gonna happen i mean we're just gonna have to wait we're gonna God. have to wait another and week. See. Waiting and seeing. <laughs> Waiting, living, listening. Can we La Vida Loca? Can we end this episode now? <laughs> okay, that's all for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> we'll be publishing episodes every Monday, so join us next time for our mid season two episodes next time. Um episode seven and eight which are called the clone conspiracy and truth and consequences eerie foreboding (laughs) uh you can find us on spotify and apple podcasts and also instagram and twitter at the batch pod so if you like story and you like star wars then tune in for the next episode of the good the bad and the batch bye